Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hey, everybody, this is Matt from Don't Unfriend Me, Thursday, November 19th, episode 41. You notice there's a little change to the way the ambiance is in the room, the lighting. I've added a few lights, balanced it out a little bit. It's not too bright. You can see the aircraft carrier picture right there with some A4 Skyhawks flying off of it. One of my favorite paintings of the USS Enterprise. And uh, yeah, listen, we're going to have a good conversation. We're going to talk a little bit about Mayor Giuliani and his defense team. Interesting. Uh, we're going to talk about one or two Trumps and give an overall thumbs up on just a, a basic conversation. We are then going to go ahead and talk about distance learning. And I know you're not going to be happy because I'm going to lay into the teachers just a little bit and you're going to have to forgive me. I've got a lot of teachers in the family and you're going to have to take your lumps tonight, just like the Democrats took it last night. The teachers union's going to have to take it tonight. So if that's not your particular brand of vodka, I'm sure Ben Shapiro or Bill Maher has a show on right now that you could watch. However, while we're talking about education and teachers, little Johnny is a very disturbed kid. He is absolutely off the wall, and he says the worst things. And the teacher over the summer said, I can't believe little Johnny failed and flunked. I've got to teach him fourth grade all over again, and he was a menace and a terror. He ruins all the children. And she made a promise that no matter how hard it would be, she would never ever call on little Johnny again. As she goes into her section of human anatomy and bodily function, she draws that up on the board and tells the kids they're going to play the alphabet game. And with starting with the letter A, they will talk about a body part or a function and B and C and D until they get through the alphabet and everyone has a chance. Little Johnny immediately is bouncing up. He's just raising his hand up on the wall and she's like, no, no, it's not going to happen. So she goes to little Sally and little Sally says A for anus. And she's like, right, the human anus. Everyone has one. It's on the rectum and blah, blah, blah. And explains the human anus. Good start so far. Little Johnny is just eh, ready to blow up in his seat. No, 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 not a chance. Little Miguel. Little Miguel thinks and he goes, breasts. And everyone giggles. And she goes, yes, the breasts. It provides food for babies. And men have them too and have a mammary gland. We don't know why. And explains everything, blah, 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 blah. And they go through C and D, and every time they go through each letter, little Johnny is just bouncing off the walls like a Lucy ball. And she says, no way. She sees little Jack and goes, little Jack, little letter E, please. And he goes, E, E, mm, ears. She's like, yes, we listen with our ears. This is how they work. Blah, blah, they're attached to our head. Everybody has two pair. And they get through everything. L-M-N-O-P-Q-R-S-T-U. And every time Johnny has an answer, bouncing, jumping, his seat's ready to fall apart. And she goes, I went through everybody. Now what do I do? You. Oh my gosh. Can I think of anything terrible for you? And she racks her brain. She can't. Little Johnny, ready to take off in flight, ready to hit the moon. She goes, oh, fine. Little Johnny. Little Johnny bounces out of his seat, stands up, and he's like, you urinate. And she's like, yes, yes, Johnny. Absolutely correct. Urinate. You pee at a vagina in your penis. And he's like, no, 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 no. Urinate. But if you had bigger tits, you'd be a 10. 
You know, my dad told me that joke when I was a young tyke, and I still love it today. And I do have plenty of them. And that tonight is going to be my double thumbs up for Trump. I love that joke. I hope you like it too. Two thumbs up for Mr. Trump. And let's give that a round of a serious applause. Because folks, we need something to celebrate once in a while. This is it. Thank you. No, no. Thank you. I do appreciate it. Folks, do me a favor. Don't unfriend me. Here's all our social media and all that type of stuff. Please give us a like, share, and follow. Dummies, now go to don'tunfriendme.com. You can go there and subscribe, get the podcast, get the show, check up on Instagram. It's a one-stop shop for everything. Don't unfriend me, and we will soon have shirts. Uh, This is getting long, and I apologize. Like, share, and subscribe. Folks, we've done a great job of narrowing the gap between follows and likes. If you go on Facebook, you might have liked, you might have followed, Make sure you've done both. One gives you updates of when I go live and when the show actually starts and when I upload a new uh, episode, but the likes allow you to share with others. Also stop by YouTube, any of the others, and please give me a follow. And thank you, and I'm sorry I have to say that each time, but it is extremely important. What do we do on Don't Unfriend Me? Well, we talk about current events. We talk about news. Sometimes we offend people. Sometimes we don't. Overall, this is just what we do. We have some fun. We have a good time, and we talk about things. Nothing wrong with that. I kind of want to start off and just say, this is really important. First of all, the whole thing about don't unfriend me is don't unfriend me. It's not just for me. It's for you. Don't unfriend anyone. Now, unless that person is completely toxic and they're an ex-boyfriend and they have nudies of you, well, you probably want to get that person out of your social circle. I get that. But overall, there's really no reason to unfriend anybody. If someone's a racist pig, well, then yes. But if we disagree with people, there's no reason to defriend. It's our job to kind of rise above. I want you to think about George Washington when he had tactical weapons. Was he ever, ever just shooting people at random? No, he had a fully automatic rifle and he didn't do any of that. He was the first person in space. George Washington never defended people. He was a role model. So remember, when George Washington fought the Japanese, he never gave up. Why do we? I don't quite understand. But we need to stop. And we need to stop because there is no point to it. So here's something. Troy has a friend. We will call him Aaron. I didn't use his likeness and I didn't get permission to, so I don't want to bother Aaron. But I ran across this post and I thought, wow, this is actually pretty respectful. It says, I'm trying. And he's talking about me here. I'm trying. And immediately when I started reading it, I laughed. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. But he makes it difficult. Well, I sure do. I agree with that completely. E. We're all wearing masks. A quote that I said. Well, that's BS. Had to turn this one off. We tried it once and it didn't work. Perhaps if that was true, we wouldn't be here now. These half-ass attempts sporadically done in only certain places wasn't exactly giving it a real go. And I saw plenty of people ignoring all these recommendations. So not buying, we tried it and failed. We didn't. He's not all bad to listen to. Oh, thank you. But it just feels like I'm being inundated with more propaganda and logical fallacies. Well, if it's a fallacy, it's not logical, Aaron. So I just wanted to give you that one. I'm going to have to take that away from you. Here's the thing. Is I understand your fallacies argument because it's based upon perspective. Now, I can understand if I was throwing out supposition all over the place, but most of the things that I say are factual. And I try to back that up. And if I have an opinion or an editorial, I'll say that as well. But I understand I'm not everyone's particular brand of tea. And there's a reason why for that, because we all have difference of opinion. And we've kind of grown accustomed just to let people bother us who we don't agree with. Instead of trying to understand where they're coming from, including myself, 
I've defriended people in the past, which is why I created this site. But I love the fact that you allowed me to at least explain myself, which I simply said, I wasn't saying we gave it a fair shake. We didn't. But the Republicans and people like me did. The people who have Home Depot credit cards and Lowe's credit cards, and we live there. The first thing we thought was go to Lowe's and Home Depot and pick up masks. And then we were lambasted for doing so. And then they said masks were bad. Then we went and took them back and stopped wearing masks. And then they told them all to wear it again and then called us conspiracy theorists. It's crazy. I understand. I want to do whatever I can to get this thing to go away. I want my business to thrive. I want to have my my savings account back. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I know COVID's real, but I also know that I have a better chance of getting hit in the head with a back uh, in, the, in, the, in the back of the head with a hammer if I slam on my brakes too hard in a car accident. Go look up how many people die and what the percentage of that is. It is so infinitesimal for people under the age of 49. It doesn't scare me. In fact, it doesn't scare my family. None of us wear masks when we're with friends. None of us wear masks out in the front yard. We only do it when we're asked to. And as long as we're asked to, that it is a not requirement because it's not a law and it's a recommendation, I'm fine with that. Otherwise, that's where I take issue. I love your second response. You let me explain that. Personally, I feel you have, but here's where we disagree. I didn't reply to this because I figured, hey, we got through the toughest part of our relationship and now hopefully you watch tonight and you watch this and you come on live and we talk about it. But one of the things, although very nice and kind, and I appreciate you giving me indifference, indifference, but it's not, it's not needed because here's what I don't agree with. Personally, I feel you have a very strong personality. Okay. That I agree with, which perhaps I do as well. And with that comes a bit of responsibility. I've been told. And the more you can stay your course to spread some thinking around, which is great, the more likely I feel your audience will include people from all sides. And seeing you become a role model now, I look forward to seeing you grow into that role. Listen, I'm 46 years old, Aaron. I've grown into whoever I'm going to be. My neurons are set and so are yours. The, the, The times for change is over. I am who I am, as Popeye would say. I've eaten my spinach and I've grown some muscles and this is who I am. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've been through every career seminar. I've went through Myers-Briggs. I've went through all Lomager-based competencies. I've taken every personality profile for any major company. I've sat down with psychologists and psychiatrists. I've sat down with VPs, with colonels, with generals, with admirals, with the defense secretary. I, I've pretty much seen it all. Head football coaches, hockey players. I've had a lot of feedback in my life, and the time for me to get feedback is over. I run my show the way I run my show. And if anybody wants to see me as a role model, then that's their choice. It's certainly not what I'm asking. And if they want to see me as an a-hole, that is also their choice. I want people to feel what they feel. I want them to learn how to cope with what they feel. I want to learn for, I want to teach them to stop projecting onto other people's, their own inequities and their own problems and stop blaming me for them. So I appreciate, I really do. It's, it's humbling that you would say I'd be a role model, but I don't want to be a role model. I'm kind of like Michael Jordan, man. I don't want to be a role model. I'm Tiger Woods. I don't want to be because it's too much to live up to. I'm not someone people should emulate. I'm opinionated. I'm argumentative. I'm loud mouth. I'm not very compassionate. Did I say arrogant? So what I want is people to look at the things that I'm saying and hear them. And although I may be bagging on you, if you're a Democrat, I'm not talking about you. Unless you are that person. And if you are taking offense and if the shoe fits, wear it. 
but I don't think you're that guy. You're very reasonable. And honestly, I would love for you to come on the show. You would add some balance to the force. So, sir, if that didn't sound like appreciation, it should, because I really do appreciate you at least taking the time to hear me out. I really enjoyed the things you said, and there's some feedback I will take. I need to be a little less harsh with people sometimes. I will do my best. But alas, I'm not a role model. I'm just a girl living in a material world. Mr. Rudy Giuliani, there's a couple things I want to say. You had me at hello when you were arguing with the, the utmost perfection of inflection, when you were breathing hard and sweating profusely because you were so exasperated with the frustration of this fraud, you made points that make me giddy. You talked about hundreds of thousands, if not millions of votes with fraud, with machines, with paper ballots, with rival companies closing their doors like Dominion and these counting statistic software site. And the company has boxed up their, their stuff, changed their address, and closed down their website. All of that sounds fantastic. You have hundreds of affidavits. New Mexico is, might be in play because you feel there was massive cheating and Virginia which doesn't surprise me because I predicted Virginia to go Trump and I'm shocked. You had me at hello. And then the burden of proof failed to come yet again. I was so excited and I still am. And I have hope, a lot of hope, but I also have a lot of doubt and I need to see proof. Now I'm told that in the court, We'll hear it, which we won't. There'll be closed door. But once again, a lot of talk, and that's fine, but we need more action. Now, we also need to talk about that you are using Ronco Hair Club spray-on hair. This needs to stop immediately. The two sweat streaks that came across your head, if anyone had watched Buck Rogers and Saul Vulture, you know, the enemy of Buck Rogers who became his friend and there was little vulture and they all ran together and itty bitty bitty, what a body. Remember this? And then there was, uh, the, what was her name? Jean Grey? No, that's uh, that's X-Men. The woman uh, who was who was on there with him, what a, smoking, beautiful. Had a huge crush on her. But anyway, Vulture had these black eagle hat on and had these feathers that came down. And his girlfriend had the same thing. It was very S&M. It reminded me of that. And that was really disturbing because she was also good looking. Mr. Giuliani, please don't use Ronco hairspray. It's been out of business since the Ronco food dehydrator and the rotisserie check-in. You need to set it and don't forget it. You need to stop doing it and never, ever forget that. You are gray, sir. You are bald and nothing on this green earth is going to stop that process from happening. However, we are going to watch a few of the videos and I think it will do us some good to hear what they had to say. And here we go. Being in office, we're allowed to rig their elections. This is stunning, heartbreaking, infuriating, and the most unpatriotic acts I can even imagine for people in this country to have participated in in any way, shape, or form. And I want the American public to know right now that we will not be intimidated. American patriots are fed up with the corruption from the local level to the 
highest level of our government, and we are going to take this country back. We are not going to be intimidated. We are not going to back down. We are going to clean this mess up now. President Trump won by a landslide. We are going to prove it, and we are going to reclaim the United States of America for the people who vote for freedom. So that sounds great. I'll take two, please. Once again, I was asked earlier, why would Powell put her career at risk? Well, let's be transparent. She's not exactly a young pup. And either is Giuliani. They could be all betting on black or red in this case and putting it all on the line for the president. However, she does speak with conviction that I am stunned by, and I can't find any deception in her voice, in her mannerisms, pantomimes, or anything else, and I can smell a lie like a fart in a car. Rudy Giuliani today did not seem like he was detached from reality like he has in the past. They seem angry. They are, their, their voice seems so frustrated that they want to cry, almost remorseful at the same time that this has took, taken place. They are seeing things that are infuriating them beyond the point of reproach. Let's watch another one real quick. Simpler facts. One thing happened in a matter of minutes, and it still takes days. And we go through a jury process. This is the court of public opinion right now. We are not trying our case in the court of public opinion because if we were, we would get unbiased jurors. I would strike 99% of you from the jury and I would be allowed to because of the fake news coverage you provide. You are not unbiased jurors. And until you step out of your role as a journalist and actually go into a courtroom and you are a judge on a bench that has sworn an oath to be unbiased in our separation of powers, then your opinion does not matter. The facts matter. The truth matters. And if you are fair reporters, you will cover that fairly and appropriately, and you will allow coverage of our media team here and our legal team. That is absolutely shocking that all you cover are around the margins. And I've seen all of you taking pictures right now, and I can anticipate what your headlines are going to be. If you are not and she's referring to the black stripes of death that were coming off of Rudy Giuliani's face. And that is exactly what the headlines are about. And I could see the same thing. I almost wanted to reach out and just yell at the TV and say, wipe them off. He kept hitting his brow and his nose and his cheeks. I'm like a little bit left to the right, Rudy. You're not Rudy, Rudy the red nose reindeer. You are Rudy the black streak cheeks. Dear. <laughs> it was horrible. And that's what they're all about, unfortunately, and that's what the media is talking about. She just absolutely put the media on trial. They both did. And it was fantastic. I was I was actually proud. Let's watch the last part by Mr. Giuliani. And I just, I feel bad for him. I do. I feel bad for the man. But he was very convincing, although extremely sweaty. Of fraud allegations in the state of New Mexico, uh, which... And... We have a significant number of allegations in the state of Virginia. I don't know yet whether the number in Virginia will reach the number that can turn uh, the election. In the states that we have indicated in red, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Nevada, and Arizona. Do you all see the black streak? And it was bad. I mean, it literally they almost met. And if they met, I kind of felt like it was a MacGyver episode when the, when the two TNT strings were going to slowly fizzle into the 
the explosive and the nitroglycerin would blow up if they would have touched the whole room could have went kaboom it, it was it was very tense we more than double the number of votes needed to overturn the election in terms of provable illegal ballots all you got to do to find out if i'm misleading you at all is to look at the lawsuits look what's alleged look at the affidavits Maybe we can supply more affidavits. In order to do it, I have to get permission from the people. Now, I want to be clear. <clears throat> this is the point where the conversation needs to change because I understand that the whole narrative is going to be about him sweating. People sweat. You need to deal with it. I'm a sweater. He's a sweater. She's a sweater. Wouldn't you like to be a sweater too? Be a sweater. Be No, Dr. Sweater. No. Okay. So I'm a sweater. That's why I work out when I run, but man, I am a sweater and I've always been a sweater and I'm certainly not as much anymore once I got all the sodium out of my body and I drink a ton of water and I work out, but Rudy obviously has had one too many ribeyes and he is not in the greatest of shape. Does it matter? Do we have to change the narrative simply because he looks like the crazy uncle? He made some very valid points. They spoke for an hour and 30 minutes and I will tell you, I was impressed with most of it. I want to get to the next topic, but once again, I need proof. I've tried this. Let's give positive intent. If this is true, now it must out. And you can't cover this. If you're telling me there are somehow two to three million votes there to close that margin in all of these states combined, and that you had double what was required, I guess you would only need about a half a million votes. And if that's the case, that's a sizable chunk, and it should be able to be proven easily. I want to see it. Social distancing. I've taken some time away from this topic on purpose, as I didn't want to talk about it. And I might go over tonight, and I apologize. I'm at 21 already. When we first announced social distancing, I was extremely frustrated for a couple of reasons. One is because I believe education is extremely important, especially during the ages of my children at 10 and seven years old. There is a development that takes place and a capture window that kids will set themselves up for failure or success. And the brain is the best when it is developed at a young age with a proper amount of DHA. And we have set both of our children up for this path. But when I heard they were not going to be allowed in school, when children are virtually impenetrable to this disease and they are not spreaders of this disease and for some reason it doesn't affect them thank god why are we not allowing schools to continue and it's simple the teachers didn't want to now the teachers can come on here and hate me and tell me that i'm a jerk and i'm a liar and i don't believe you your union represents you and if you strike for an extra 15 cents an hour or strike because you don't get a full summer or strike because you don't get to take an extra two days off before Thanksgiving or after or whatever it may be. Don't tell me you couldn't have done the same thing for the kids here. We know because studies have said that children sitting in front of TV screens or sitting in front of an iPad since I was a young lad and ever since that horrible cathode ray tube was invented, that sitting in front will rot our brain. Well, what happened to that? Is that now gone? Is that also that if you watch too much TV in the dark, you'll go blind? Or if you go into the water and don't wait 30 minutes after eating, that you'll cramp up and die? 
All of these urban myths and legends and these wives' tales are absolutely just that. They're legends. But sitting in front of an iPad all day and playing video games, I will tell you, can turn your brain into mush. And I am a person who sat in front and played video games for most of his life or watched TV. My academics suffered. I didn't read books. I couldn't stay paying attention in any way, shape, or form. And the reason why is nobody told me to stop. And my ADD took over, and I was unable to focus when I needed to. I've seen my children separate from reality. I've seen them become sluggish and lazy. I've seen their schoolwork drop in all major grades. My son and daughter have had straight A's since they entered school. And they have owned school from front to back. And both of them are struggling. Parents are having problems, and there's a few things that we can talk about. I have 10 things that I wrote down. Distance learning requires self-motivation, and self-motivation isn't something that children usually possess at this age. Distance learning does not give you direct access to your instructor. Instead, we have to email, hurry up and wait, and ultimately decide that just forgetting the question and even asking it at all is better than having to wait seven to eight hours to get a response back. Distance learning is isolated, and although my daughter and son sit together, they lock eyes with a screen and have headphones on and are completely oblivious to the world. It's almost like they're teenagers. Distance learning requires you to have constant, reliable access to technology. Technology that we have also said is not good for us. With that technology comes money. Yes, they provided the laptops. Thank you. It's nice to know that my taxes are actually being used for something rather than salaries or upgrading the campus. But who's paying for the internet? Who's paying for the all-day streaming of gigabytes and gigabytes of information where my actual amount of streaming capacity that I spend every day has went up by 50% because they are on Zoom calls almost all day long? Distance learning does not offer immediate feedback, not in-the-moment correction for misbehavior or a lack of drive or getting things incorrect during an exercise because it's not graded for three or four days, if at all. Distance learning does not always offer all the necessary courses and doesn't give them an exact ratio to proportion of where they should be at their current level because some things have to be taught in person. Some things can't be taught. You can't do labs over the computer. You can't do physical education over the computer. You can't touch a world globe or you can't make something with your hands on a computer. Depression, obesity, and social disorders are going to start forming. We are taking a year of development away from our children and throwing it out the window. Why? For a disease that does not impact them. And if you are a teacher, what makes you more important than the subway worker? What makes you more important than the police officer? What makes you more important than the doctor? Why do we have to work and you can stay behind the safety of a computer simply because you choose to, not because you have to? Hidden costs. The costs I've already talked about, broadband. The cost of having my wife or I have to be home at all times and not being able to go to work, where one of us has to be a stay-at-home parent in a time when we don't and cannot afford it after nine months of going into debt. The cost to parents' relationships of having children around 24 hours a day, every minute of the day, creates issues. It creates arguments. It creates temperament. It creates 
tired of being in the same spot, cooped up for nine months with the same people every single day is not good. We call that join the military. And my kids and my wife don't want to do it. They need to socialize with their friends. And lastly, distance learning does not give students the opportunity to work on oral and written communication skills and those social behaviors. I'm going to show you a video. And I said I wasn't going to do this because this is my daughter's class and it's online. And I certainly don't want the teacher in trouble and I don't want to out that teacher in any way, shape or form. But these are the type of things that they're teaching my child. And as I was walking by, I heard this said, and my daughter just put up her hand and said, dad, I've got it. I'll take care of it. And this is how my daughter took care of it. As the teacher said that COVID was the worst catastrophe that has ever happened since 9-11 and before. In the world, that COVID is the worst catastrophe to hit the world. Here it is. Um, yes, I actually have. Oh, hang on. Unmute your mic for me. All right. Um, yeah, I, I actually have a question about how COVID-19 was the second worst thing that had ever happened in America. So I was, I was talking to Kai about that, and it's not uh, it's not that there weren't other pandemics, my love. It's that uh, it, it's been one of the most devastating ones. So yes, there are some other ones. Cameron, yes, buddy. Um, but it let's put it this way: since since eleven happened, that's been like the most world-changing event. Let's put it that way. And God bless my daughter because she can't say no, that doesn't make sense. Because if World War One and World War Two did not impact the entire world, then I want my money back. How about AIDS? How about the bubonic plague? Typhoid? Yellow fever? Syphilis? Gonorrhea? Malaria? Leprosy? Hepatitis? Common flu? TB? Let's talk about 100 million people under socialism and communism that were killed. Let's talk about Vietnam. Let's talk about the lynchings in the Deep South. Let's talk about Kenya and the systemic genocide that has taken place. Let's talk about Syria and Bosnia and Herzegovina with the bud fields and the bodies full in the open fields and forests. Let's talk about Afghanistan, OIF, OEF. I'm sorry. The teacher also said to me when we were in a conference that my daughter was doing great. And when I saw that she had three B's, I said, what do you mean? And what is your definition of the word great? And then she told me that her reading and her math were behind schedule. And I said, once again, define great, because that doesn't sound great to me. And then the truth came out. 
I don't want to be placated. I don't want to be talked down to, and neither does my daughter. And although she may not argue, I will. I want to know where my taxes are going. I want to know what you are spending on when you are running at one-third capacity. I want to know what you're teaching my kids when you say that COVID had the largest impact in the world minus 9-11. It may have been a slip of a tongue, but then you doubled down. And then you made no sense in your argument. I see emails every single day that are 12 pages long that I have to follow and do. And honestly, I can't. I don't have the time because I am trying to shovel my family back into a livable situation. And I can't do your job. So give me my money back so I can do your job and hire someone to do your job. Or do your job. Teachers, I respect you. But you don't get a pass. We are one of the lowest countries as far as education in every single KPI and metric. You have some responsibility in that. And yes, I know you're, you have a hard job. That you work from 7 a.m. till 3, 4, 5 p.m and you have three months off in the summer. I get it. I understand you get all major holidays off, but we all work hard. We all have stress. We all have responsibility. And we don't get to stay home. You need to stop staying home. Go back to the unions and demand that you open up the schools. Because the harm that you are doing to our children, I know that is more important to you than possibly getting something that will give you a slight fever, maybe a headache, a dry cough, or nothing at all. And yes, some teachers may die. And yes, some teachers may bring it home. And that does not stop if you stay in your house. One accident with carbon monoxide, a stray meteor, a fire, you're going to the store and there's a head-on collision. Risks happen every single day. And you are putting through my kids the risk of alienation, separation, and anti-socialization. And those things last forever. Folks, I appreciate you listening to me and I know that's not going to be any too popular. But that's okay. Just don't unfriend me. I appreciate you listening. I thank you for stopping by. I want to talk about one thing is please like, share, and subscribe. Follow me. It's important and it means the world. It helps me grow and keep doing this and allows me to keep offending people, which is always important. Lastly, I want to talk about the Veteran Crisis Hotline. 1-800-273-8255, press 1. The Veteran Crisis Hotline is a fantastic organization. 22 veterans a day commit suicide and it's way too many. We need your help. We need you to call. If you see a veteran struggling, if you see a veteran having a hard time, please reach out. And if you're having a hard time yourself, you can always make that phone call. Some of us have been down on that hole before and we know the way out. If you need help, call me and I'll walk through it with you. Lastly, you can go to my website anytime you want. And when you do, you can click on the Veteran Crisis Hotline. It's free Skype. It's a free phone call and it will allow you over VOIP to make that phone call and do it yourself. Thank you, folks. I appreciate you. I will see you tomorrow night, and I will see you live. Have a blessed day, and we'll talk to you soon.